The Trump administration met its first goal under the federal data strategy last week, and that's putting together a government-wide chief data officers council. The first thing the members found out, they've got plenty of work for themselves in the year ahead. Besides 20 short-term goals with rolling deadlines through 2020, this council will also tackle long-term issues like data privacy and workforce. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me now with the latest. And Jory, let's start with the issue of the day, and that's data privacy. We've got these data officers. Now they should be maybe called data privacy officers. What did you find out? Yeah, they'll have a lot to tackle here. This really does fall into the subset of long-term goals. These are things that will not be settled before the end of the year, the end of the calendar year. But there is a lot for them to dig into. These are things that were addressed by not just the federal data strategy, but the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act that the president signed a year ago. And the the main message here in all of this is really striking a careful balance between uh, transparency and access to data, while at the same time maintaining that privacy, not giving away things like healthcare data or personally identifiable information like social security numbers. And to really strike at this challenge, we heard from federal CIO Suzette Kent, and she said that there's not always clear opt-ins for members of the public when it comes to agencies collecting data, and she uses the Census Bureau as an example. I didn't necessarily collect the census data so that if there's a flood in your area, I could come find you. But that might be something that American citizens say, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I didn't collect the data about where you work and where you live to understand roads you're going to be driving on in an emergency situation. But we are able actually to understand that and come up with patterns that can help save people's lives. And maybe when you turned in certain health data, you weren't thinking it's going to help predict a disease you know, detection earlier because you didn't even understand those patterns. There are things that may be discoverable in data that as we continue forward, we'll have mechanisms for examining how do we create more value. Suzette Kent on what data can do. Who else did you hear from? We also heard from Margaret Weikert. She's the deputy director for management at the Office of Management and Budget. And she did say that the CDO Council will tackle this issue, but maybe not as comprehensively as the European Union. They have, of course, their big foundational document, the General Data Protection Regulation, which really does set strict legal guidelines for what the government can and can't collect. Uh, But she did say that the CDO Council will take smaller steps toward that goal. Obviously, we understand the American people care about government having data that could be used in ways that they don't like. And so that's a balancing act. And I think that will be a matter for the public policy realm. What we in the management realm have to do is anticipate how do we frame that conversation in the operational world, in the technology world, in the resource allocation world, All right. And that's Margaret Weikert of OMB talking about the management side. And earlier we heard from Suzette Kent on the technology implications of all of this data. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And what about data interoperability? I understand that came up, too, as a big issue, especially when trading information among agencies. Well, not just amongst agencies, but also from agencies to the private sector. Those are two big goals of really trying to get more utility out of government-held data Um, But the only way they're going to do that if they can match like to like and really get those keen data insights. Uh, This is a big part of the president's management agenda. Margaret Weikert has used a number of times the example of Pokemon Go. It's a private sector app that uses government data from satellites and weather data. But it's this game that people can download on their phones. She's using a fad of yesteryear, sounds like. It was popular a while ago, but it's still a very good example. 
Weikert said that this is going to be as much of a cultural issue as a technical issue. Uh, and she said that starting out that the standardization talk is just going to be what do people mean when they say big data? So when I first got to Washington and I said big data, people heard something different depending on what community they were part of. You know, so if they were in the CFO community, they were thinking about data for budgeting or spending purposes. If they were in the evidence community or the scientific community, they were thinking about data to drive specific mission outcomes. If they were in the management community, they were thinking about management. So all of these different communities being talked about in relation to better use of data, data analytics by federal agencies, and that always seems to come around to the federal workforce, Jory. Did that come up at the first CDO officers meeting? It did, and there are some deliverables down the line. In a couple of months, this council will have to come up with uh, kind of a, a scope of where their workforce is with these data skills and where they'd like them to be. The Office of Personal Management will eventually come up with a job series on data scientists. But on another level, the fact is that for the CDO level, a lot of them They already have day jobs. They are chief information officers. They are chief technology officers. And for a couple examples, you know, DOJ, Joe Klimovich is the CIO and the CDO. And so is Dorothy Aronson at the National Science Foundation. But in regards to that, Weikert said that just having that dual-headed perspective uh, brings a, a wider focus to the mission of CDOs. A CFO may be very much involved in decision making and accountability uses of data. They don't have necessarily the expertise around access use and augmentation of data or commercialization of data. So for me, having only one chief data officer with only one perspective is not going to give us the portfolio view. So the more diversity we actually have and the more people have day jobs, I actually think we're going to get a better representation of use cases to inform our strategy. So is she saying then, Jory, that perhaps it's a good idea for the CDO, the chief data officer, which is something agencies are mandated by law to have now, Mm -hmm. is someone that already has another job as opposed to bringing in someone as just the chief data officer? I think that's what it sounded like. It it does seem like that. It does seem like in a lot of cases, it's kind of maybe a happy coincidence that this person is working in both these jobs that maybe not what was exactly intended when the law was rolled out, but um, it's actually been a good thing. But some agencies have appointed chief data officers all on their own also. That's also true that there are also standalone CDOs. But having that mix is, I I think, what she's getting at, a valuable perspective. Because one of the issues around data that maybe didn't come up at this meeting, but it's going to come up, and that is governance. Who owns data? How is data to be used? You can't have a privacy system without a data governance system. You can't have a use of data and analytics program without governance And so the question is, who owns the data, if that's even the right question to ask, Mm -hmm. and therefore who can decide, yes, this is a proper use, no, you can't do this. And that would come up in both internal use of data by an agency, but also in these data sharing arrangements among agencies, where if they want to improve customer service, this is what that new report from the Partnership for Public Service and Ernst & Young earlier this week came out and said that for better service, data-driven services, agencies have to collaborate more. So a lot of questions coming up. Yeah, yeah. And going back to that report from the Partnership for Public Service, we have heard from other agency officials that it can take multiple years just for those agency-to-agency data-sharing agreements to take place. And that should just be the the first step. That's right. I think it was Nancy Potok, the chief 
statistician of the United States, head of all the statistical agencies, said it can take a year to hammer out a simple agreement, A-B, to share data, two data sets. Mm-hmm. It should be the simplest thing, but it can take a, an inordinate amount of time to just get there. All right. A lot of work to do for those chief data officers, whoever they might be. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.